Hello world, you're welcome to another episode of the Young God Podcast, a podcast for gods. I'm your host, Rodney Mokache, and today I'll be telling a story of the time that my car horn, that is the thing on the steering wheel that you press, and it makes a sound like this. Yeah, that. It stopped working, and I didn't have that for two weeks. And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, you don't know patience until you've gone two weeks on the streets of Abuja without a car horn. So stay with me and let me tell you how we went down. Let me start by saying that no country in the world abuses the car horn like Nigeria. We honk at the slightest provocation, just it's like we, 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 we press it, we push that button as much as we breathe on the road. There is no Nigerian road you go in the country, I don't care where you stay, where you live, and I know my Nigerian listeners will understand that just car horns blaring is just the background music to life in Nigeria. You can't get away from it. It's just what it is. And to my, my, my listeners abroad, outside Nigeria, I know, you know, this might not seem like a big deal, but let me paint the picture for you. And I've been to countries that don't have, you know, the need for, for car horns that much. For example, I was, in, I was in Nairobi a couple of weeks ago, sorry, a couple of months ago, and it's one of those countries where even at rush, at rush hour, even when the, there's traffic, like traffic gridlock, like there's no movement and it's crazy, you would still be lucky to hear one honk. And it was one of the things that surprised me about, you know, a, a, an African city that I was, I was walking down the street and I didn't even know it was rush hour until I looked and noticed the traffic. Because other than that, they, they, they don't use their car horns at all for any reason. It's like it's a gimmick. It's like those old phones that Samsung used to release that had all these weird ass features that you only use if you wanted to impress your, your high school crush, I don't know. But here in Nigeria, car horns are pure water. They're everywhere and they're a normal thing. So you can imagine my pain when during one of the toughest weeks of the year for me, I was running um, an event, the, the Young God event. The second edition of the Young God experience was about to be underway and I was running around town, you know, getting things together, meetings here and there, you know, just, and then juggling my, my um, obligations to my, my, my other clients, you know, just doing things that young men do when they're trying to, you know, live life. And then suddenly the car's horn stops working. Okay, it wasn't, it wasn't suddenly, it wasn't sudden because 
I heard the sirens. You know, my actually the, the way the car, the, the, it was, it's my, my car is a Toyota Camry, right? So, um, the good thing about these cars is that, and cars in general, both both all kinds of cars is that they hardly ever break down suddenly. They often show you sound uh, signs. Either there's a, there's a weird sound that suddenly pops up that is saying to you, uh, "Sir, you might want to check this." You know, there's the check your oil, check your engine light, all these kind of things. You know, modern cars will show you the the the, the tire pressure um, and all kinds of things that could go wrong. So there's 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 very hardly a sudden breakdown of a car. So my car horn was like the sound changed, like it became less loud, and I knew okay something was going on here. Like this this was about to you know to die on me but I didn't do anything I ignored it why because I was I was too lazy and and too busy to like pay attention to it remember I said I had uh, it, was, it was a really busy two weeks for me so I couldn't like just take my car to the shop and be without it for like a day or two I needed it so I just you know what fuck it I'm gonna just manage and also I wasn't ready to pay However little it was to fix the car, I was just not ready for that kind of expense at the moment. They just things were crazy at the time. So eventually, one day, the horn just died on me. So imagine living in one of Africa's most populous cities with its own fair share of traffic issues and crazy drivers on the road and crazy pedestrians on the roads and just all kinds of things that could surprise or vex you in a trip, in a day. And the horn is supposed to be the regulator. It's supposed to be your way of expressing whatever emotion or feeling you're having on the road. It's supposed to be your voice. And then by some stroke of fate, it is taken away from you. Oh man. It was like those two weeks were an exercise of patience and self-control. Because typically I use my 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 my, my car horn for the following things. I let's say I, I honk at, at gate men at when, when I'm I need them to open the gate. So if I get to a, a, my my gate or my home or wherever else I'm going, you honk to alert the gate man. To come and open the gates, right? I, I also honk when I'm approaching an intersection, you know, just to let whoever is coming know that I am coming because none of us want, you know, to experience some tragedy on the road today. So I always honk when I'm approaching any intersection just so that niggas on the road knows that there's someone coming. Fair. I also honk when there's a car ahead of me who's not moving for any reason, especially at a stoplight. You know, you honk to, the, once, once, the right, the, once, once the light turns green, you just start to honk to let the guy know, yo, move, let's be going, let's keep moving. And then I also honk when another car is getting too close to mine. And I also honk during road rage. So as you can see, there's so many instances, and I'm a sane driver, I, at least I think so. 
I don't I don't abuse the horn as much, but I abuse it enough. So um, imagine if it was someone else who who was very very reliant on the horn. But anyway, so here was I without a horn on the streets, and my life changed in those two weeks because all of a sudden now because I had ignored and neglected to fix the horn when it was still just showing the signs. Now I'm stuck driving on the streets of ABJ, Abuja City, the capital of Nigeria, without a means to communicate on the road. So when I would get to a gate, I would just cross my fingers and hope to God that whoever is meant to be at the gate would be doing their goddamn jobs and be where they're supposed to be. Because if not, I would have to honk them, but I don't have a, a car horn. So what's a nigga supposed to do? So what I would do sometimes is I would literally get out of my car and open the goddamn gate myself, especially if it's my gate at home. Other places, I would have to, you know, get down and look for them. But that, was, that, that didn't happen as often, thank God, because the universe was in my favor most of the time. There was always someone at the gates of wherever I needed to be at. So that was fine. And then when it came to honking at intersections, I just became super careful. Usually I would just maintain my speed. I knew that I've done the necessary honk and I'll just keep moving. But now, but then without the horn, I had to now chill and become more aware and pay more attention and take it easy and just give everyone else the right of way because now I can't, I can't honk anyone into giving me the right of way. So because I can't honk, they will assume that I'm not honking because I'm allowing them to, to, to pass, whether I liked it or not. So I just had to calm the fuck down whenever, whenever I was approaching an intersection and just make sure that everyone else went away, went their way before I went. And then at the stoplight, when the light turned green, if someone in front of me was not moving, there was absolutely nothing I could do but just wait. Just wait and hope that this person would realize in time that the signal has changed for him to move. And I would just sit there. Just sit there. Just sit there. So sometimes what will happen is, what will happen is that people behind me or around me would honk for that guy to move. You know, so I would just let them do the hard work for me. But in general, I would just sit there and wait. And when another car was getting too close to mine, that was the real panic. Because then there was nothing I could do. If someone is maybe like reversing and they're about to hit my car, Thankfully, that never occurred in that two-week period I was without a car horn because that would have been truly, 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 truly tragic. Like, that would have been the ultimate price to pay for not fixing the goddamn horn in the first place. And during road rage, when someone would do me wrong on the road, since I can't honk, I would just wind down my, my tinted glasses and I will just give the guy, like, a deadly-ass stare, like, 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 I didn't honk because I'm too cool for you, but... They got noticed, you know, and it was, I would really do, and, and they would, I would look them dead in their eyes 
and they would look at me back and I would they would get the message I would feel. You know that kind of look where you just you don't honk, it's like you're too cool for this shit, but it's like beware of dogs that don't bark. You know that kind of thing? So that was that was cool, but um um what that did for me was it was just a situation where sometimes life forces you to calm down. You know what I mean? And that was that, and, and not having a cow horn really made me calm down. That was that was now this this is this is the flip side, the other side of the coin. I became like super patient with myself and with people in general. I would and I became like really attentive because now since I can't like use my horn as an excuse and because I couldn't like alert people, I mean other drivers, I had to be ex extra precise and careful so as not to, you know, put myself in any trouble. It's like accepting the things I could not change. And what, what I noticed was that I also became less anxious because since there's nothing I could do, there was no point. I would just wait. Sometimes, I remember one time I got to the, the gate at my house and I, would just, I just sat down there and I waited. And I would just, in that time, I would like practice my meditation and like focus on my breath until someone came. Thankfully, it wasn't more than five minutes, but I just got really used to waiting. You know what I mean? And one thing I learned is that things don't suddenly get fucked up. Like, life is always giving us signs, but we simply fail to see them. Or worse, we see them and we ignore them, which was, in my case, what happened with this thing. You know, half the time, a lot of the things that we, that we a lot of the problems we face could have been fixed when they were small, when they were manageable. But then we let we, we leave them, we, we push our luck too much, and then things fall apart. And then we complain and act like, you know, life is has singled, singled us out when really we're just the ones who are getting in our own way. So that, that was, that was um, a nice reminder that, you know, fix problems as soon as you notice them while they're small or they will come back to bite you when you when you need them when you need them the most you know so it's like my, my car was giving the sign the sign even like cars in general like i said earlier they they tend to give make make noises or movements or just signs that let you know that something's not right go check this out or else you know same with relationships even your physical health, your body is always telling you stuff. Like you're feeling that pain, that headache, and then you ignore it. And then one day you get a stroke or a brain aneurysm when you could have just gone to get a checkup earlier and saved yourself some trouble. So that's, that's, that's what that came to. But most of all, I have to say that what I learned was it's possible to sit and wait and wait. And you know what, guys? You know what? I didn't die. You guys think that you will die if you just waited, if you just apply a little patience and let things happen. And in the end, it like, it like took pressure off of me knowing that I couldn't, there was nothing I could do but just wait. And I would just be calm, you know. And I think that was, that was really, really cool about the whole situation. Uh, uh, even when I was running late, 
even when the other driver was clearly at fault. Just the fact that I didn't have a horn just made me relax and let these things pass away. You know what they say, a delay is better than a disaster, 100% of the time. It's better to wait than to rush into something or get things the moment you want them and then fuck it all up. Yeah. And losing my car horn was like, just imagine your ability to speak being taken away from you. In that moment, you're forced to learn, to listen, to pay attention, and to be patient. You're forced to, de- to, to develop habits that will allow you to cope when you don't have your voice. And that is so profound that, you know, it's, and, and it's not like we don't know these things. I know these things, even, even without this horn thing happening, I know it, but we oftentimes forget and we need things like this to shake us up, to remind us of what's important. And I feel like, like that experience is setting me up for something else in the future. Like whatever it is that I gain from this will apply to something bigger that's coming. Something that really tests me. And if I'm able to pass that test, the rewards will be amazing. Oh man, I wonder what it is. It's also just another reminder that it's, it's, it's also just another reminder about how much we abuse things that are supposed to make our lives easier. You know, the car horn is supposed to ideally just make life easier. It's supposed to just be a simple signal or alert, um, or alert tool. But we abuse that shit, man. We abuse it like... Like... <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it. Like, you notice how much you abuse it when you're no longer using your own horn, when you don't have a horn to use, now I, could, I, I, I began to hear and notice how much we're slaves to just pushing that honk button just every day. God damn. God damn. Like the, the horn has, was, was, was a knee-jerk reaction to everything, every small thing. Every small thing. Like, goddamn. Just because you can push a button doesn't mean you should push it hundred fucking times, man. Damn. And then after all was said and done, I I realized that I didn't need it. I could have carried on the rest of my life without needing a horn. I kid you not. But I fixed it. Don't worry, I fixed it. Why? Because... (laughs) <laughs> imagine having to explain to someone that you don't need, you don't need a horn they just think you're irresponsible like they'd be like nigga go fix that shit don't be a broke nigga they just think that you're unserious and that you don't care about your life you know but I know that I really don't need it you know how, how do you really explain to someone you don't need a horn in Nigeria what if someone borrows my car you get and they need to and they need they need they need to honk for some reason. They'll just be like, they'll just feel stranded. Cause that's how I felt at first. I felt like I was weak and, and powerless without my horn. So I can only imagine how the average person feels. Or imagine if I have a passenger and they're wondering why I'm just sitting there 
when something honk-worthy pops up. Like, nigga, why aren't you honking? Honk, let these guys move or something. Like, imagine, so, and you have to explain to them, um, ah, yeah, I don't have a horn. Nigga, what? You might as well just drive without a seatbelt. <laughs> you get it. Nonetheless, I use the sparing, I, I use the, I use the, the, the horn sparingly now. I only honk when I'm at a gate or when I need to, like, get someone's attention or when I want to greet someone while I'm driving past, you know, like a responsible fucking adult. Uh, but yeah, and it's made all the difference. And, um, you know, that's, that's the God mentality right there. Like, I, on a normal day, I could have, you know, let the, the absence of a horn become such a big, a big deal. But I was able to see the other side and I was able to learn from it. And that's what all situations demand, that you figure out the lesson in the experience. Figure out a way to make it work to your to your advantage. That's the good, that's the good mentality. And that's how we're going to improve and get better. When these seemingly little inconsequential things happen, if you, can, if you can ace them, if you can pass those little tests, then you set yourself up to pass the bigger ones that are to come and they will surely come. And that is that for my two weeks without a car horn. Yeah. You guys know me as the host of this amazing podcast, but when I'm not podcasting, I run a creative agency that builds brands and creates experiences for businesses. It's called Avo Creative. As a business owner, you're competing with hundreds of other businesses who offer similar products and services. If you're going to stand out, you're going to need a well-defined brand that connects deeply with your audience. This is where we come in. We are the creative upper class. When it comes to ideas, we're in a different tax bracket. We help our clients build their business brands using a combination of strategy and creativity to astonishing effect. So if you're an entrepreneur, experienced or just starting out, visit our website, evocreativehouse.com. That's avocreativehouse.com. Let's make magic together. So this is just one of those situations where I, I, I received lemons and I made lemonade where I, I, I turned shit to sugar. And I would like to hear from you guys any stories you have that follow that theme. It doesn't have to be about car horns or, you know, traffic-related incidents, even though that's very accepted. But I would like to, to hear from you guys. Do send me a voice note sharing any stories you have. Let, let the listeners, let the fan base know who you are and let's, let's all, you know, empathize with each other. You know, that, that's what we're here for. So um, if you have a good enough story, I'll be more than happy to add it to the podcast episode, this episode, and it will update so that everyone will know. And that's what's up. And that wraps up this episode. Thank you for listening. If you love this content, do subscribe and do share with your friends and colleagues. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at younggodpod. 
You can also follow me, the host Rodney, on Instagram and Twitter at Rodney Avo. Rodney Avo, one word. Do leave some feedback. Do review the podcast, and I'll be happy to hear from any of you. Rodney, out. <laughs>